Hello, and welcome to the very last palling around of Ever. 2020. Well, <laughs> who knows? Um, of 2023, the gang's all here. 2022, Sean. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 2022 <laughs> still. That's right. I'm in the future. Sorry, guys. I Shoot, Tyler, I think I gave you my best of list for the next year. Uh, I wanna... think you did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my bad. I just, I knew, I have, I knew that The Flash was going to be the best movie yep. of 2023. <laughs> you were, you I were know reading about ESPN. Uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, too. You said that's a great Zelda game. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know when it's out. So, Dude, it's phenomenal. Trust me on I that. I took it at face value. I didn't question it. You're going to love it. And then guess what? This is the craziest thing. They actually announced that Fantastic Four is coming out in 2024. So... Pay up, Kefis. Uh, you can uh, email me for my cash app. So uh, this is actually a special episode of Palling Around. Uh, we thought as an end of year uh, you know, episode, we would talk about our favorite things from this year, um, except for Kale. <laughs> um, but on. also, go ahead. I said Kale's on there, just... In fact, Marco's on there less. Cause Am I really? You're, you don't play games, Marco. I don't play games, but I would have thought other things made up for it. No, yeah. It, it's all even. It's evened. I play one game. The uh, game of life. Yes, you did. Yeah, oh. get to it. Even though the um, chances are bad. But also, because it's the holiday season, we thought that we would give this one away uh, to everyone. So normally... Palling Around is a show that's on our Patreon page exclusively, and we talk about whatever the hell we want. It's not even necessarily comics related. Notice there are no co- there's no comic book category uh, today. We're not doing comics. That'll be on our main show. You guys can go listen to that uh, if you want that. Um, but uh, yeah, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what this show is like, um, and you know. Let you guys hear what we thought of everything uncom- not comics related that happened this year. I'm going to turn it over to Tyler, and Tyler's going to uh, run this whole shindig. But um, yeah, 2022 has been a, a pretty awesome year when it comes to all the things we're about to talk about. So I'm pretty hyped. I was going to make a top three life moments a category, but uh, oh, that would have been a little too much for the show. <laughs> well, joining the comics pals, right? Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that, technically that oh, was Oh, no, that year. was 2022, yeah. Well, I mean, I was on uh, – it was tail end, very, very tail end of last year. I knew about it before. Right, right. So okay, that is I was in, I was in the – what is it? What is it called in, 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 in theater when you're on the uh, – In the wings. In the wings, yes. I was in the wings waiting for the new year, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a peek into us as, as people and the things that we like that isn't comic books. So we're not going to be talking about – Tom King, you know, Sean won't be talking about uh, DC Presents Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, That's this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Well, today. Today. <laughs> You're confusing with the time timelines already, Sean. Because, again, I am in the future. This is 2022 true. is over. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, a couple categories here. So movies, uh, music, TV shows. Video games, and there's a category just for me and Sean that's wrestlers. Uh, unless Kale and Marco want to just throw some off the cuff and just don't say stuff like Yokozuna or Bret Hart, because come on. Mandy Rose. 
Uh, oh boy. Orange Listen. Cassidy. Oh, Marco knows. Okay. Something. Wow. That's say, hey, they, no, don't give me credit. That's the last, first and last year here for me. Okay. From the whole show, you have stuff to talk about here. <laughs> hey, for the wrestling category specifically. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. But now we're going to start off Nacho with Nacho uh, Libre. <sighs> Close. I hate, I hate the orphans, so I can't talk about. Uh, what? Okay. That's hmm? a revelation. Huh? Tyler hates orphans. I was what quoting Nacho Libre. On, on Christmas, he hates the orphans. <laughs> Yo, what a what a terrible time to reveal that you're an orphan hater. Tyler the Scrooge. Bahumba. Wow. Bahumba. Worse than Scrooge. Scrooge gave money to the orphans. Oh, yeah. You piece of shit. Did he? Which <laughs> yeah. one did you watch? It oh, I never finished Christmas Story. He seemed like an <laughs> asshole, so I stopped watching. Wow. Um, especially that Muppets one with the creepy baby uh, puppet. Oh, that one's freaky. That's the um, best one. Sorry. Let's get into movies first. Cinema. <laughs> Um, film, uh, whatever you would like to call this, uh, some real Kino stuff. But because Kale's name begins with the letter C, and letter C comes before M, S, and T, uh, Kale's going to go first. And Kale, the first pick you mentioned was something called Barbarian. Ooh, yeah, Barbarian was a lot of fun. Um, it, man, if if you haven't heard about it by now and you're interested in it at all, just go see it. Um, I, I'm not going to, I won't spoil anything, but there's a, a twist that makes, that really makes the film. Mm. Um, it's really good. If you're into horror, it's got a, um, a woman goes into an Airbnb and shit happens. Yeah. Okay. And the name Barbarian is called that because it's Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In a different way because they can't call it that. Um, oh, interesting. What? Yeah, yeah, look at Barbarian yeah. and put it in your brain. What the yeah. fuck? Hold on. And, it's, and, no, 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 it's, it's not the exact letters. <laughs> I just tried to thing, word it, it out. It yeah. fits in there. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. And the other like wild thing about this is the director um, is one of the – Guys from the whitest kids you know. Yo, what? Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which Yo, I'm still trying to figure this shit out. It's not there, Sean. It's not there. <laughs> it's on it's, it's on HBO not... Max, Sean. So if you have that, this this are you a horror guy? It's Sean? on I love oh. horror, yeah. Horror's I've heard shit. good things about this. I haven't watched it either yet though, Kel. I uh uh overall I think the story is really predictable, but it's really fun. Is it is it gory at all? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, you got me. You're a gore it's guy. It's fun. It's really. I fun. am a gore guy. Yeah. Uh, director's name is Zach Kreger, by the way. Um, I'm not a gore guy, so like that's kind of a turnoff for me. But I don't not know. even it, the God Butcher. Oh, sorry. No it's comments. a it it builds tension and then rebuilds tension and then builds tension again mm. in ways that are just so successful that it pays off every time it's so good this film is so good huh. it was one of the ones out. i wanted to watch before the end of the year i just haven't gotten to it it's um, on disney I'm, plus in the uk so i'm still trying to figure out how it says airbnb <laughs> <laughs> the air are in there and bnb are in there as well that's all it is Oh, oh, I it doesn't, it doesn't like... reword. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's trying to spell it out in his head. I'm like, wait, hold on. Okay. How <laughs> he the didn't fuck... listen to a word I said. 
I guess not. No, I was really focused, dude. He's in puzzle mode. Yeah. Uh, but Kale, you also had another pick on here uh, with Sonic Two. It was just Yo, called Sonic when Two, I f- right? When I found out this came out this year, oh, I was hyped. I I can't believe this wasn't number one. Uh, Sonic Two um, is a blast. Just, just addendum: they're not ordered in any kind of ranking. I just put them in there, so it's not like you're number one. It's just like these are your top three. That's all. Sure. So. I, th- I think Barbarian was my number one. Okay. Um, but uh, Sonic Two is a blast. Uh, we get to see Super Sonic. Couldn't believe that happened. Wow, spoiler, dude. Right? <laughs> Fucking shadows in it, too. What? Wow. Yeah. What? Purposely yeah. did that now. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy. That was Listen, malicious. This is available for the masses. That <laughs> means that there are plenty of people right now who are like, wow, thanks, Kale. Fuck you. You ruined Sonic 2 for me. And I'm included in that. There, there, uh, yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Merry Christmas, fuckers! Jeez, tales in this one too. Listening to this are going to be so upset. I still haven't seen the first one. You should. Is, it's very good. They're both yeah. very solid. They've already yeah, a, they're a, very a good. Three. You might as well not. You know the whole fucking movie now. <laughs> I know how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey is at his Jim Carreyest in Sonic Two. Yeah. Ooh. Like he's yeah. really good in Sonic One, but man, he's on another level in Sonic Two. I wouldn't know anything about that. And the the thing too is like I'm a, I, I, I don't was, know what that um, means. <laughs> I was like a couple of choices in life away from becoming like a Sonic kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which then I think is like it's like a gateway drug to furry. Uh, but like mm-hmm. I avoided that. Um, did you? I'm not really, sure you did. I yeah. Was really into Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and honestly, if the third movie is just as good as the first two, this might be the most solid like trilogy of movies in recent memory. Yep. Certainly for a video game. Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking like just movies in general, almost like there's another like knives out and like, that's also as good. So we'll see. This, mm, uh, the second one wasn't that as good as the first. I thought. Well, I haven't seen glass onion yet. So no. Oh, okay. okay. You were, you were one of the five people who managed to snag it in theaters, Marco. <laughs> in yeah. The, yeah. Four days it was in theaters. So, Wait, was it really? Yeah, it was only in theaters for like not even a full week, I think. Um, because Whoa. Netflix just needed to put it in theaters to be able to put it for like Oscars and shit. It comes out Literally, on Netflix. Like I, I, I went on a whim. I'm like, oh, look at this movie. Okay. Not in your top three. Spoiler alert for yours. Um, but Kale, you also had another uh, another family movie, I guess. A big family man here with Bob's Burger, the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah. This movie, too. A blast. Uh, it feels like an extended Bob's Burgers episode okay. in oh, a man. really good way. Does Bob uh, die? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog's in this one, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Linda turns into supersonic. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Linda? Wow, spoiler. <laughs> wife. You ever seen Bob's Burgers? I, I actually haven't, though. No. I'm just. It should. It's all I fuck. Yeah, it's good. I don't like. I, fun. I once was a character from Bob's I, well, Burgers. Don't I know? <laughs> I was a character from Bob's Burgers for Halloween once. Can you guys guess which character? Bob. Tina. Linda. I was Tina. I was yes, Tina. I. Yeah. You have that fucking energy, Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was Bob for Comic Con one year though. So. Okay. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I didn't know this highly recommend them. 
Yeah, highly recommend it. What's the, okay? What's the premise so that you can justify a movie? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. No, I had a really good time. Uh, somebody gets murdered. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I, I, I forgot this came out until I saw it on the on the 2022 list, and I went. I don't remember anything about this movie, but I know I had a blast. Just, Kale's just vibes for his movies. Yo, that's so funny. I'm a simple man. <laughs> All right. So let's get into someone else's picks with uh, Marco. Marco, you're up next. What did I and pick? a pick that uh, I think describes you pretty well. Uh, Jackass Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this you're getting good. Uh, my, uh, me, my brother, my dad grew up watching Jackass, Wild Boys, like all of this stupid shit. And like MTV back when it was, no, Spike TV, when it was like prime Spike TV content. Um, MTV. No, Jackass was MTV. You were, you were right the first time. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Spike TV had right. like most extreme elimination challenge in the man show. Oh, okay. All those, all those kinds of types of shows, we would sit down and watch religiously. And they, they finally produced the Jackass movie. And we're like, yes, we have to go watch that. Sure, I'm third, maybe what, 15, 14 at the time. My dad's like, no, 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 we all enjoyed this. So we should go watch it. And we've been a fan. Uh, we, we would, we go to see these uh, together every time. We went to see Bad Grandpa whenever it came out too, because uh, big, big fans of this shit. So th- this is more of a, a like, ties into a family bit it's wholesome yeah it's wholesome the content uh the exact opposite of wholesome i disagree i think there, this is kind of wholesome in a way there's there's a bit of a changing of the guard too in this movie um that i really liked where let's not let's not philosophize guys. eating shit tyler or like you know I mean, getting punched in the gut for laughs there's another spoiler like what is going on <laughs> I do but like you know how there's like a whole bunch of new people in this, like younger They're, people. They are, and I think that they do a good a good job. Like I, I didn't give them a whole bunch of time, but with what they did with the um the skits were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, they beat the fuck out of them. I mean, like, literally. There, there was a first woman jackass member too. Yep, in this one. That's, she oh. was good too. She was real funny. She take a what? scorpion to the face. What? Was that was that what it was? What a win for gender equality. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. Yeah, I agree. everyone can be a jackass. Uh, and then Marco, you also picked a Hulu original movie with Prey. Oh, this movie slapped. So much fun when it came out. Uh, I remember we had a good conversation, I think with Kefis and probably Manny in the Discord, um, of just being something that fit the aesthetic of what Predator was and is, and did it in a really inventive way. He brought it back in time which I don't think you need to be in the future necessarily for a Predator movie. Like, that's not what it's about. And the the spin of it being Prey and you're sort of, uh, as much as the focus has always been about the people getting hunted, this is putting it in a context of, well, they these people are hunters for a living. And so they know how to think and how to process and um, how to sort of counterplay that. So this was an excellent, excellent film. Good drama, good action, um, good cinematography, frankly. And it's uh, what's his face as the director? It's uh, the guy who did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, I want to look this up because he's really oh, that good. was good. Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's a good film. 
da, 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 da. Uh, I can't look it up fast enough. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I got you, Dan Trachtenberg. He also did that that Portal fan film years back. Have you, any of you ever saw that? No. Um, real good stuff. No. Dan Trachtenberg is is fantastic. Um, uh, so, uh, this I did not fun fun ass movie. How's the predatorness in it? Is it like good predator shit too? Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, and, and it, it's the they don't show a lot. You know, it's mostly sure. atmosphere and, and tension. It's more oh, Predator okay. One rather than Predator goes to New York City with Dan, uh, with Dan Yeah, Club. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, you also picked The Batman. The Batman. A phenomenal film, frankly. I loved it. I loved the direction. I loved the aesthetic that was built out. I loved Robert Pattinson. Um, it, I think all around the acting was good. The, uh, the action was good. And... The story had me engrossed and and made me care about a lot of these characters and interested to know what their next steps are with respect to this sort of part of the universe. And yeah, high marks, just absolutely solid film. Oh, Marco wasn't on the review of the Batman. It was just Tyler and I. So yeah. this is literally the first time I'm hearing what you thought about that movie. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, I loved it. It was so much fun. I still haven't seen it. Shame. I, it, honestly, like I had no negative marks about it. I feel like it would probably, would probably give it like a 9.5. They just need to release one with like a break in it. So Kale can watch it. He's <laughs> <laughs> that bathroom break. There's a, there's an app on your phone you can get um, that tells you like the best time to take a piss break in a movie. Dog, I have to watch it at home there. I've got a I pause button. Pause like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's true i'm saying it's meant for the theater but um, that's that so sean's up next sean your first pick is a lot more probably the most recent of these movies honestly yeah with uh uh uh, no never mind never mind you've also picked sonic (laughs) 2 kale that was the joke i had already i love this movie too Uh, buckles is in it (laughs) <laughs> yes, he's Sonic right. 2 was fantastic I saw the yeah. original Sonic with my best friend's kids and seeing their joy and like how much they loved it um, it really yeah. impacted me because Sonic was so important to me when I was a kid unfortunately I wasn't able to see this one with them but it carried over the spirit of the first one and it took fun about that movie and it like ratcheted it up and then if you're a longtime fan of Sonic like Kayla or myself there's a lot here that you're really going to like get up for. And then the best part is seeing the younger generation get up for the same stuff. So much yeah. fun. And there would be some, there, there was even like, a, there's like a lot of Easter eggs in here too, for like yeah. Sonic fans. Mm-hmm. Like even at one point Sonic's drowning and they do the, the music, the drowning yeah. music. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So yeah. Yeah. I love this too. Uh, but th- the one I thought was up next was uh, actually black Panther Wakanda forever. Sean. Yes. Yeah. This to me, this was phenomenal. Um, I really love the way that it managed to address and eulogize not only the character T'Challa, but the man Chadwick Boseman. Um, And I say the man very deliberately because uh, Chadwick was a special human being. Um, Getting Namor and the flip on Namor. Normally, I'm a very traditional comic book fan, but I think they made Namor a more interesting character in the MCU than the comics and i think that's hard to do um that doesn't happen very often so i love that part and i think 
the the story about and, and all that stuff that happened with that that was good and somehow they managed to still have fun and 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 add some intrigue and some humor to this film so uh for me this was a phenomenal follow-up to the original black panther and i'm excited to see where they go next i believe it's pronounced no more now sean yeah no that's not gonna <laughs> happen uh and then uh your top pick and this almost surprised me but like no this tracks uh morbius yes yes i finally saw it i saw it in gift format and I, I i i loved it and you know what i realized when i got to the like near the end of the movie and there's the big fight you guys if you saw it you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. i realized oh shit it's morbid time <laughs> it was brilliant i think it's one thing i've done is i don't know if you guys know this you can download videos on the, the nintendo 3ds but you can only do it in 10-minute chunks. Wow. So I put Morbius onto my 3DS, and it's great because you can do it like chapter by chapter almost. Wow. But I just kind of take a break, and and then guess what? It's Morbid time. I love it. I might do that. Uh, now, Kel, what are you, like one of those kids at the 100 Gex show recording the show with your 3DS? Yeah, you know me. Yep. I know exactly what that is. Yep. Dude. No, My brother totally. used to have porn on his PSP. Oh, that's the place you should porn. Oh, who that's hasn't? We're, we're all kids. I, mean, I never had one, but that's that's a coming of age for for people my age. I'm coming. Uh, for Sean was sure. lying. Oh, his actual best pick is, is Batman. Yes, the Batman. Yeah. Yes, the Batman was absolutely incredible. Uh, I have said many words this year about just how good this movie is. Was uh, Matt Reeves did a tremendous job. Um, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Robert Pattinson's Batman is one of my favorites. And I've long since gotten over the idea of not giving these actors a chance. We all were wrong with Heath Ledger. Um, and since then I never prejudge, but Robert Pattinson knocked it out of the park. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. I mean, just everybody, this is a phenomenal movie. It takes a character that was kind of fledgling on the big screen and it put him right back center stage where he belongs. Hats off. Make the next one four hours. Who cares? Damn, that that'd be rad. Like shade. Kale, you haven't seen the first one, okay? Yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna see the second one. <laughs> exactly. You don't care. Um, and let's uh, let's go over to me now. One no, second. let's there's, skip you. There's a there's a bus just honking its horn out of here, so I'm trying to mute myself during it. <laughs> Uh, but he's like stuck because the car won't move. Whatever. Okay, some, he's moving now. Some Let's bus driver out there. Oh, it's Tyler's turn. <laughs> uh, my first pick is everything, everywhere, all at once. I knew it. Yeah. Um, this is a phenomenal movie. Um, it it it's funny because the whole idea of like the multiverse is such a current thing. Like that is just in the the lexicon of of zeitgeist. Um, this changes it and does something really, really fun with it. Um, it has uh, performances by Michelle Yeoh, who's like our main character, um, who is like it's it's really a movie about an older mom, which is it's great. Hey, like fuck, like Hollywood doesn't ever fucking you know make those roles anymore, uh, let alone make it like an action role as well. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too, and like she oh. purposely like 
j- wants it to just like be herself. So she's just like oh, an older woman and she does some crazy shit in this. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Kihei Kwan um, from uh, Indiana Jones kind of makes his acting return in this. Yeah. Uh, who He hadn't acted in decades, I decades. believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because just roles dried up for him. And this kind of came in. Um, and he took it, and now he's, like, getting nominated for shit. Like, he's fantastic. He's going to be in Loki now. Like, this was kind of, like, his, his, his renaissance. Um, it's it's a beautiful movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything anything else to say about it. It's good. There's uh, Rakakuni. Like, that doesn't mean anything to you if you haven't seen the movie, but you should see the movie and know what that means. Um, there's hot dog fingers in it. It's There's a lot of stuff. Um, everything bagels. Just, is this, just is this interesting. Go, you, Sean? go ahead and just keep selling it that way. Sean, do you have a Blu-ray player? Dry cleaning. Do I, have, do I have a what? A Blu-ray player. Yes. All right, I got it on Blu-ray. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you borrow it. Oh yes, I would like yeah, that. Thank it's you. A very good movie. Um, did any of you guys see it, Kale? I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, my second one was Top Gun Maverick. Um. So. To my great surprise, this might be my favorite movie of the year, mm. which is wild because, A, I never saw Top Gun. So like, I, don't <laughs> even, I don't even have that as like the, you know, like a fandom coming into it. Um, I, was, I was like, oh, Top Gun. Those are those shirts they sell at Walmart for dads. Um, but, you know, like I never actually watched the movie. Um, but seeing this in theaters is a real experience. Like the whole the the fighter jets were all filmed in the cockpit and all the actors mm. learned how to fly them like it was what? all done practically tom cruise made sure they all learned like miles teller learned how to fly a fighter jet so like the actual g force that they're getting is real it is a realistic movie um wild like uh, i think miles teller um was filming so much that he got sick um and the doctor was like yeah you have jet fuel in your veins like from being in the cockpit too much. Uh, and he told Tom Cruise fuck? that. And Tom Cruise is like, yeah, that's just me 24-7. You know, like, so Tom Cruise is just in it. Um, it's it's really good. It, it's super, like, um, it's kind of wholesome in a way. Uh, it, like, Tom Cruise is, like, he's playing an older version of Tom Cruise who, like, is visibly older but still batshit insane. And that's who the character is. Um, I, mm. I loved every single moment of this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, it's a it's a strong recommend. It's it's even like you don't need to see Top Gun to know to understand this one and no. watch this one and appreciate this one. There's no plot to Top Gun. Yeah, it's oh, uh, you know, yeah. there there might be in Maverick, but there's not in the original. Like <laughs> Maverick's thing is here's a mission. We're not even telling you who the bad guys are. Let's do the mission. That's yeah. the plot. Sure, there's interpersonal conflict and stuff, but like you get all of it in the movie. Um, and Miles Teller, who traditionally I find to be uh, uh, essentially cardboard, um, <laughs> he was enjoyable in this. Like, I think he, he played well with it. Um, and then, like, the accompanying, like, press that Tom Cruise gave for this is was just as fun. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for Mission Impossible, the next one. That should be a fucking ride. Can't wait. Was that Mission Impossible, like, seven? I don't even know anymore. Nine. To- another Tom Cruise movie. Um, and then my other one is Nope. The, oh, was it uh, good? I So out of all the movies that kind of made me like think after it, like to have me really chew on it, Nope was one of them. Uh, this mm-hmm. was uh, Jordan Peele's movie with uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Honey, that's Kiki Palmer. 
and uh, Steven Yoon. Um, this was a lot of fun. I don't think it. I don't think it really like lit people up like um, like Get Out did. Mm. You know, like the 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 zeitgeist it didn't really affect it in that way. But this dealt with movies and Hollywood a little bit more. So that's kind of like my my special interest there. Um, and it really plays on that. There's some like Kiki Palmer is fantastic. Like that rogue fan casting, make it happen. Um, but I, I loved everything about this. And, and be, I think it, it, it pays to, you can see a trailer about this, but if, as long as you don't really know what the movie's about, once you dis, once you discover what the movie's about and it clicks, you're like, oh, okay, this is really good. Um, I can't even say like what I liked about it without spoiling it because I don't want to spoil it. But um, No, please don't. It's good. I want to see this it's one. It's good. It's very, it's, is it, it's not really a horror movie as much as it's a action thriller. So I wouldn't even put it in the same category as like Get Out or Us. It's a little more, um, a little more force of nature action in a way. Um, it's great. Yeah, I loved everything about it. I, I came out of the theater and I was like, all right, what did this mean? What did that mean? You know, like the exact opposite of Top Gun, where Top Gun, I was like, yeah, I'm just high as shit off of the the adrenaline in this movie. Uh, this was like, all right, let me sit down and think about it. Uh, and that's why I enjoyed it. But those are our uh, top movies of the year. Want to talk about some music? Let's get it. Uh, Kale, yes, you're going to start us off. Even though we're recording on a Tuesday, you're going to talk about The weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, so I've, I've only listened to this album all the way through once, uh, but I enjoyed the hell out of it, um, and it made me a fan of The weekend. Um, and I don't have anything else to say about it, really, but that i enjoyed the hell out of it don what? fm is the name by don the fm yep oh did, yeah did i say that don fm yeah what was your opinion of the weekend prior uh, i didn't particularly have one hmm. um i i'd always been curious um because of like blinding lights i think i've always thought oh he's got a really nice voice um and then uh Blinding Lights made me listen to this, uh, this album, and yeah, I had a great time. Hill, did you know this is a concept album? Yeah, yeah, sick. You you love you a concept album? Uh, oh no, that's uh 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 uh, uh Starboy. This one is too. Uh, his uh, that collab with uh, da- Daft Punk. Mm. Uh, really, uh, that's what it was. That's, That's what, what got you into brought it. him to my attention was a uh, uh, Starboy and that collab. Mm, sure. And because uh, they did a comic book, uh-huh. I think with Marvel, um, and that blew me away. Uh, but I, yeah, uh, I'm a fan. You a Daft Punk guy? Yeah. Okay. Didn't know that. Nice. Good to know. Yeah. It's one of those acts I wish I could have seen live. I never did. But same. Uh, but let's go into uh, Marco's picks. And Marco, you're gonna have to, you know, I might have just been Coquito, but like I, I might need help uh, pronouncing the album name. Uh, Bad Bunny. Oh, Un Verano Sin Ti. There we go. Um, man, this album came out at a beautiful time. I think it was like May, um, and literally just back to back bangers. Um, this is continuing Bad Bunny's sort of transition into more edm club electronic music moving away from some of the more 
hardcore reggaeton stuff that he did in some of his first stuff. It's softened over the past few years. And I think he's found continued, continued success. And man, this is just incredible party at, uh, album. The music was great. A lot of songs were even sometimes poignant. Um, El Apagón is one about the uh, ongoing light electricity issues with uh, the island right now and like you know, the shit that happens and um, some of the like land ownership. Not necessarily why. It's why. Paul's fault. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. uh, the privatization of the electronic of the electric industry whatever um Which but is- it's it's a very very good solid album i think of all of them most of them probably half are just club classics at the moment they're just what's being played and uh it's a good listen very very just fun and this dude managed, managed to wrestle this year too so uh, did he really really yeah, he well yeah. WrestleMania. yeah killed it he's good mm-hmm. yeah he's a fan yeah. he's a fan for like like Nurch, he's a big uh, fan of Japanese culture as well. So I think he reads manga and watches a lot of anime. There is a rumor right now, Marco, that uh, they're going to be doing a Puerto Rico WWE event uh, headlined by Bad Bunny. Oh, yo. Um, I'd fly for that. I'm highly, like, if it's announced, I think I might go. I've never been, so. You've never been? Yo, let's go, Tyler. Let's fucking go. Okay, all right. We'll we'll see. I'll hopefully get it announced because, yeah, that, that could be wild. Sean, you're down, at, you're down in Puerto Rico. You I like would, Puerto Rico, right? I've been there. Yeah, I would 100% go again. Oh, word? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. dude. Let's I've fucking go. Kale, you need a vacation, buddy. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which song on this album is uh, is about his uh, upcoming role in uh, El Muerto? Oh, uh, that's going to be probably Titi Me Pregunto. Yeah, like f- halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his aunt is checking in on him during Christmas time. Like, what are you doing? What's up with your life? You know, so he's talking about it. Yeah, tremendous. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Marco, you also have uh, Everything I Know About Love by Laufey. <sighs> Laufey is, Laufey has been my musical muse for the past few months. Um, I've been learning a lot of her songs, uh, a lot of the stuff that I, when I first found her on YouTube doing like, I found transcriptions of her music, so I, I learned them, uh, a few of her songs, and just fell in love um, with her voice, the production, some of the production quality on these tracks. It's jazz focused, and it introduces elements of like indie pop and um, a bit of like maybe like trap and hip hop drums in some in some moments. Um, so there's this really cool mix and just like hodgepodge of uh, of music there. And her sads are really, her songs are really sad, and they hit me at a very important time. So this seems like sad girl music. This seems like sad girl music, and you'd be right, <laughs> just with a bit more, you know, a bit more color, I guess. Yeah, I'll check this out. Uh, this stuff I don't I've never even heard of Laufey. I'm like, oh, Loki's dead. Sure. Oh wait, no. Personally, I like her. Uh, the project before this, the EP before this, um, uh-huh. a little bit better, but that came out in 2021. Against my rules. Oh, my bad. Uh, but you have a. Uh... Oh, he gets one. He gets one. No, right, I'm, taking your, I'm taking up your slot. This one came out in 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you also have a uh, "Not Tight" by Domi and JD Beck. Yes, Domi and JB JD Beck. JD Beck is a prolific drummer out of Texas. I think Austin. Um, that I've been following. I want to say for the past. 
four or five years. Uh, he's been playing music profession since he was 14. And now I think he's about 18. And uh, Domi is a, if I'm not mistaken, French Canadian or French um, keyboardist and pianist. Uh, they do just out there uh, jazz, uh, super hard bop, a lot of fusion. They have stuff with Thundercat on this, Herbie Hancock. Um, I think a few other like big name producers, I think Snoop Dogg might be even be on one of these. It's just another fusion of, of, uh, of jazz. And I think these two kids, they have a bright, bright future ahead of them for pushing the genre, pushing that medium, um, or, or pushing the genre rather of jazz, like to its next steps. This guy's drumming is just bananas like the the just to keep pace with them sometimes as you're listening through it becomes difficult and you get lost in it because of how absorbing his music is you with you with undercut thundercat fan marco yeah i like his shit very good he stuff he played at my and, college when i went there for like 50 people it was, it was good shit and like he's uh like as much as he does a lot of collaborations with like producers and hip-hop people when it comes to his musical knowledge unmatched like yep. he he adds a lot of depth to um uh the i guess the harmonies that get laid down here with his bass phenomenal all right let's uh let's uh pass it over to mr mr sean here with uh spirit boxes rotoscope yeah so spirit box is like is my favorite band of the last 10 years they are um you know metal uh, some prog stuff like that. Um, but they really flip the script on all those genres, um, and just do something so distinct and special. Um, they make metal music that's horror. They make metal music that's uplifting. They make music that'll make you cry. It's just all over the map. And it's so good. Hmm. Um, this was their EP. It's only three songs. It actually came out on my birthday, coincidentally, which was pretty cool. A uh, little gift to me from them. And even though it's only three songs, I haven't been able to stop listening to it. So it makes that the list because of the strength of not the quantity. Um, and I cannot wait for their next album. It's a cool cover, I gotta say. Yeah. I wanna know what yeah, uplifting metal sounds like. Uh, listen to, uh, 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 I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, uh, I, will, I will give you the name in a moment. Okay. I can't believe I'm blanking. The most uplifting metal I can think of was uh, Herman Lee's interview of him uh, in Dragon Force, talking about his guitar solos. But I, I think most people have a misconception about metal that it's dark, but it's not. Mm. No, no, it's all content. Tonality. Um, and you also had Morbius. No, <laughs> you also have one that I actually, <laughs> enjoyed you, you, I actually enjoyed this one too this year. Uh, Lupe Fiasco's Drill Music in Zion. Yes. Oh, wait, um, uh, there it is. That is, yeah, there you go. Um, I was about to say. So Lupe Fiasco is an artist who has fallen off the map for most people. I think if you asked most people, like, yeah. what what has Lupe done in the last 10 years, they would say they don't know. And quietly, he's had, uh, in my opinion, the better half of his career now. Um, the music is just tremendous. And this was yet another banger. The last three albums he's released have been exceptional. Um, this one is tighter. It's more concise, but it's also more personal. Lupe delves into his feelings about the rash of rapper deaths over the last 10 years. I mean, rapper deaths have been happening since forever, but it's been since particularly <laughs> bad. And he deals with that. Um, and just, you know, 
talking about his place in the in the industry and and the state of it and things like that. So if you're a Lupe Fiasco fan, it's more to love. If you're not, I think it, or if you're a lapsed Lupe fan, this is the most accessible music he's put out yeah. in the last ten years. Um, that's also good. So high marks for that. And then Tyler, to answer your question about uplifting metal, listen to the song "Everything's Eventual" by Spirit Box. I think it's very uplifting, but it does manage to be a metal song. The it's a female singer. Which sometimes people love, but sometimes they don't. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, you also uh, had good to go ahead, go ahead, Marco. Sorry, I just good to hear that this is an album you feel like is good for Labs fans because I haven't gone back like the Droga stuff. Yeah, I've I it felt like just not penetrable for me for some reason, as opposed to like food and liquor. Um, yeah. So I I can probably go back to this then. I definitely think this is more more closely tied to that stuff to the earlier more accessible material um especially if you're curious about the man himself mm. and his opinions rather than some big high concept because the last several albums steps that if you don't know what he's talking about you get lost in the waves yeah yeah for sure cool yeah i picked this up uh i started listening to this after i think i was listening to the the grab city podcast uh and they mentioned like this is like Lupe return to form again. So mm. uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and then you also picked Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by uh, Kendrick. Yes, yes. And so um, first of all, this is a this is a, a, an incredible album. Um, this album was a breath of fresh air. It's got unique and different sounds. Rap has been plagued by basically the same sound, the same trap beats. For the last few years and Kendrick never wanted to follow the trend uh, gave us something different with this, which was, of course, appreciated. Uh, it's, you know, maybe his most uh, personal album yet. It deals with some very heavy stuff, super vulnerable on the part of Kendrick. He talks about his relationship, having a child, his place in the world, um, deep stuff, especially if you're black. Like you listen to this and he's talking about things that hit your soul. So um, it's hard to listen to. It doesn't get a lot of plays by me, but it was definitely the best album of the year for me in terms of how it impacted me. Um, Tyler, this album, of course, has to be on your list, right? Uh, it's given even the though it inspired a game we did on the show because of the big steppers. You know, I wasn't right. going to bring it up, but you're going there. Um, I was gonna let an episode go by without me talking about feet, um, but thanks. Uh, it's not well, on my list. But I, I'm surprised because there are steppers on the cover. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, once you see the covers of the other ones I picked, you might understand. Um, but <laughs> no, <laughs> should we just go to me now? Yeah, it's yours. So uh, my first pick is uh, "Crash" by Charlie XCX. Um, to I guess solidify my bi wife energy. Um, I, I it, like during the pandemic, uh, I got really into Charlie XCX. Um, How I'm feeling now, I think came out in the middle of it. Uh, and Crash is kind of a little more mainstream. It's it's not the most cohesive album out there, but I think it's it's really good. I mean, Charlie XCX has been around for a while. Kind of like one of the, I guess, uh, 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 mainstream pushers of this hyper pop kind of thing. And uh, there's a lot of good songs in this. Uh, there's Lightning, uh, um, 
Crash itself is a good song. Like I've been listening to this on repeat. Uh, I just uh, it's it's a it's a good hype. You're driving in a car. You need to get a hyped up sort of thing. This is like how I keep myself awake when I'm driving late at night. So uh, this okay. is this is the kind of stuff I really like. Um, and I also had uh, this was actually a recommendation from my brother that I got into. Um, this is uh, Electricity by Bibio Sound Machine, uh, which is a British Afro funk band uh, from London. Um, it is super funky, super dancey, um, a really kind of just fun, cohesive album. Marco, this is right down your alley. I was just about to ask, what was it yeah. called? Uh, check out, uh, let me get the numbers right on the title of the song. Uh, da, 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 da. It's uh, 171819, I believe is the name of the song. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's super fun. I mean, I'm a big, um, LCD sound system fan. So that kind of like dancey electronic full band type thing is, is what this is. Oh, um, that's fun. And I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of, uh, my brother's, my brother's like way more into like getting to new music than I am. So like whenever we go in a car and drive together, he's like, Hey, listen to this. And I'm like, it's either like, Oh, what the hell did you just show me? Or it's something good like this. Um, so yeah, this is, uh. Probably one of my, my favorite song uh, albums of the year. Uh, and then I also picked Laurel Hell by Mitski. Um, fellow alum of Purchase College. I technically went to college <laughs> there at the same time. Um, technically. Uh, never. And I mean, I could have been in class with her. I didn't pay attention. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mitski. Uh, Margo, if you like sad girl music, man. <laughs> Her this, stuff's this like electronic-y it. though, right? This album, so yeah, that's that's what's different about this album. Um, this one has like, almost like shades of aha at some points in it. Ooh. Mm. Um, huh. But also being depressing. And uh, uh, similar to you, Marco, this album came around at a time that was very uh, complex for me. Oh yeah? Um, uh, fill in the blanks if you know me. Um, in fact, I think this is what, what's, what uh, might have... Uh, sparked uh life changes in in my life uh, oh, but i can't mark listen to this album and listen to the lyrics i'm not a lyrics guy but a couple of songs in this i'm like oh fuck <laughs> uh these things hit hard um okay all right but like i can't deny it. it's a really fucking good album it's dancey and depressing and uh, it's real good stuff i know i know minsky didn't really know what to do with music after her last album. Um, and this was her purposely changing things up because she was almost done. Uh, I think pandemic kind of hit her hard and this was kind of a reinvention and I loved it. Uh, even though there was like weird <laughs> pandemic that was like, Hey, Mitski is a, a, a child trafficker. And they were like, wait, what? And then I think it was like a weird internet rumor, you know, like those horrible ones that people put out there, which what kind of rumor is that? <laughs> Jesus. Like, remember Sierra had rumors or Lady Gaga? Like it's always well, women that people yeah. are making weird internet rumors of, you know? So yeah, fucking weirdos. Uh, but those are my those are my big three albums of the year. Uh, let's talk about uh, Televisiones with uh, Kale. Want to talk about some Disney Plus? Oh, I got over here with Baymax. <laughs> oh, sorry, Baymax. I have to scream that one. It has an exclamation point at the end, and it's all capital. True. Baymax is a lot of fun. Um, it frankly has no right to be as fun as it is. It's <laughs> just it's it's a little anthology series of like. 10, 15 minute episodes of Baymax going around and helping people. It's ridiculously fun. Um, 
uh, it's just him going and getting in little adventures and uh he sort of brings the community together at the end when he needs help huh. um and it ties the whole series together i think it's only uh seven or eight episodes i think hmm. um but it's re- it's really fun it's really good i've never seen big hero six so. i'm about to say okay uh, this is uh watch that yeah in general but watch that mm-hmm. and then watch these I, th- I I knew you liked it because it was like 15 minute episodes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's a Kale show. I, I won't lie to you. That's the primary reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks cool, though. Isn't he like kind of like learning emotions throughout it, too? Like, doesn't it kind of tackle like an own emotional scheme? Uh, not for him. Gotcha. Okay. He, uh, so, so Baymax's thing is he's a, a, a healthcare provider. Hmm. But he's a, he's a robot, um, and so he's like you know he's like the perfect healthcare system in a robot. So like uh, uh, the you can see the guy in an apron here. He happens to walk by this guy's food truck, and this guy is like breaking out in hives because he's serving shrimp, and he didn't know he has a shrimp allergy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Um, so, you know, he kind of like, uh, but the guy doesn't want to give up his food truck because it was like his dad's food truck or something. So it's like that kind of stuff that like Baymax is like helping these people work through while also helping their, uh, you know, their medical needs and stuff like that. That's cute. And he also had uh, a show on here that I did not know about, but once I saw the the poster with the cast, uh, the cast of, uh, the after party is insane. Oh, this show is cool. Uh, so it's a murder mystery uh, told, all told from the perspectives of everyone that, uh, the, 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 the people who are being interviewed, uh, the witnesses and the uh, suspects. Hmm. But each episode is like a different genre of film. Oh. Uh, so the first episode is, uh, is a, it's a rom-com. Uh, all framed around this murder, and like the second episode is uh, framed as like a Fast and the Furious style episode with a completely different character, a completely different look at the events of the evening. Uh, wow. Ben Ben Schwartz is in it. Um, nice. Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dave Franco plays uh, the guy who's killed. Um, it's great. Got that Lana Glazer from uh, Broad City and Sam Richardson yeah. in it, and Sam Richardson is a is a gem. Oh, man, I don't have Apple TV Plus, but uh, this is it's kind of my gem. I got I got uh, a the three month trial because I, I got this uh, computer, and there's a lot of stuff on there. Did it come the with supposed to be good. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also had one that almost made my list, and I'm glad you put it on here. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh. So, uh, New Trek is very hit or miss. Mm, Yep. I was very down on Discovery until the second season when, uh, Captain Pike shows up. Um, he, uh, Anson Mount is Captain Christopher Pike, who canonically is the guy who was the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. 
um, he got he was in the pilot of the original Star Trek, and then they went in a different direction. But he kind of shows up throughout the series once or twice, um, and he brought something to Discovery that was just it was so it was a huge tonal shift, and it really brightened the show. Um, and it made it so much more fun. Um, so Strange New Worlds uh, is his his adventures on uh, Enterprise uh, with Spock, with uh, his uh, just a, uh, with Ahura, a whole new crew of people, and it really feels like Star Trek. Nice, like OG Star Trek. Yeah. Well, I mean next you know next gen you know they sure, go out yeah. they do a thing um but it's not like dour it's not uh uh you know it's not crazy plot heavy it's not very um nobody's um, whispering 24 uh, 7 in it it's not about one person you know like uh, like discovery is the uh the recent episode i watched spock and his fiance accidentally switch bodies because they're having marriage trouble or whatever and it was it was like what the fuck okay yeah like is that's it, a next gen plot if i've ever heard one is this animated no no you're thinking oh, of lower okay. decks i think uh which also fantastic those are like the two shining, tremendous show yeah. parts yeah. of uh of new trek um this really goes back to the format of like monster week sort of or like conflict week yeah. yes and, and it's and it's like it's bright and I don't mean that like literally it's 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 lit brightly, which, of course, is something new if you watch Discovery. Um, but it's also like thematically bright as well, um, where people are having fun, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Hopeful. And I was like, oh, this feels like Star Trek. Um, yeah. And it's wild that it's still Kurtzman, too. Like, it's still the same people running Discovery. So it's like, oh, you guys knew what the formula was. Yeah. What were you doing? Um, I think great. I, I sort of think it was just a different era weirdly like discovery yeah. only came out in what 2016 2017 it was like right after the abram stuff so like it kind of yeah took a lot of that kind of feeling from oh it. sure yeah it carries into it uh, but i think there's more of nostalgia for like next gen and you know voyager yeah. and stuff like that that this kind of really takes from i loved it but handsome i think Mountain is i great think too. If... that's one handsome fellow man you're telling me damn this guy plays black uh, but he Marco. Yeah. Uh, but even like, you know, our attitude with like the Marvel films, I think, kind of carries over yep. when you think of like Discovery versus Strange New Worlds. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. With uh, TV, let's go. Uh, let's go into the Anime. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Marco? Anime? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Anime. Uh, Anime. Titan. Um, yo, Attack on Titan season. <laughs> uh, the, this is the second part of season four that the came out. Season. Uh, the for the final season and everything's gonna get wrapped up presumably in a movie. But uh, man, this has been just a ride. From I started this show probably at the beginning of the pandemic and then caught back on at the tail end of like watching it episode by episode. Uh, the tail end of season three. And so super excited to like finally get back and have an anime get me into that weekly format again, because I haven't had a show do that in quite a while. I've been on a, bat a backlog for quite a bit watching Naruto and Fullmetal Alchemist 
And now this show came out of, at least for me, nowhere. Uh, I tried it previously, didn't like it for whatever reason. Uh, this next time that I did, thoroughly enjoyed and have been following it all the way through. Man, it's just been drama on top of drama, on top of reveals, on top of more drama. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with just the uh, the outcomes of where all the characters are now. I always found it a little fascisty, you know, with the uniforms and all that. I'm like, uh... it. No, nah, I'm I'm not gonna like. It, <laughs> there's a whole thing. Google that if you want to learn about yeah. that. But. Well, I mean, th- there's a, there's a whole thing, but also like it's only up until season three, and it doesn't address anything. Yeah, like this, specific. This poster for it, I expected to see a Titan on it, and maybe that is one. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, um, yeah, you don't. So, <laughs> but uh, I thought it'd be one of those big naked dudes, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you don't know what you you're don't. talking. You, you don't, shut you your don't. fucking mouth. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. This could be. <laughs> maybe, maybe we get on. Maybe we get t- on to my next pick, Tyler. Maybe the Titans were everyone we went along with all, along the way. I don't know. I don't know how this. Fucking <laughs> oh my god! Please, uh, Shorzy. Oh, dude, this so fucking good. I've seen. I've rewatched this series just this year about six times. It's only six episodes. They're only half a half hour, and so. I maybe once a month will spend three hours just rewatching this, not in a row, but like in a given week. And it's just the the jokes are on point. It is it is the perfect iteration of a Letterkenny season in yeah. a sports anime format. Phenomenal. Yeah, I found Letterkenny to be a little too Letterkenny in the more recent seasons. Um, yeah, this does. Is a this good... Shorty? Like this is the guy we never see. This is the guy we never yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and I I tell you I think it's better than Letterkenny. Interesting. I think I agree. Good. And mm-hmm. I've only I think I've only seen half the season. Oh, I think man. I agree. It it's uh it's definitely like a, a a sports show, but done in that format of Letterkenny. Um, me and Harris talk about Letterkenny consistently, and I think he's he probably likes this. I'm not gonna speak for him, but I, I think from the conversations we've had. He had he he liked this one a bit more. Is this also full of wordplay? Um, it is, but not to the same degree, because uh, Shorzy isn't that character. Yeah, sure, Shorzy is a character. Shorzy, Shorzy's <laughs> just a character, man. Sean, I think even you man. would like something like this, honestly. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Then, yeah. then I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Sean doesn't, doesn't like to laugh. Yeah, yeah, you can't have fun. I laugh yeah. a lot. Yeah. Don't you know? He listens to metal music. It's all sad and yeah. grim and dark. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about something a little more bright and cheery. Uh, Chainsaw Man, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, fuck yeah. I know this only started this this uh, this year, but that's uh, what the, this this episode is, Marco. It's totally about 2022. So this, you're good. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. But like, I I, I want to, man. I just want to binge this because I know where it's going. And to see it just brought to life is so exciting because of how they translate manga into anime. And MAPPA has been doing a phenomenal job. Like every every bit of uh, detail is in here. They give you extra frames for just fluidity of movement between scenes or in same, the same scenes. Um, the art direction, everything's just so good. This is a very tight, tight production. I can only assume that MAPPA is going to get an even bigger budget for season two. And this is probably going to be, uh, I would say, like, going to blow up to be one of the biggest anime releases uh, since, like, a maybe not a Demon Slayer, but 
Um, it's up there. What else is big? It's up there, dude. Like for slime or something. Sean, for for reference, uh, I believe they are uh, in the anime just up to where we left off in the manga for the book club. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The last... The last episode is literally the the following chapter. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have uh, been waiting to binge it. I watched the first episode. I enjoyed it, but I'm like, it's just it's too quick. I gotta, I need to chew on it more. So I've been waiting for a good chunk to to kind of go through. Uh, Sean, I remember you liked for the book club the hotel part. Um, yeah. I think you I think you like to see how this gets realized. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> that was the most insincere thing I've ever heard. Uh, so let's go over to Sean's uh, TV shows and one that was literally on the cusp of making my list. Peacemaker. Mm. Yeah, if you had asked me in 2021 uh, what I would think about Peacemaker, I would have said it's going to be um, ass. And <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was actually really good. Um, you know, I I feel like I was caught off guard by how good it is mm-hmm. um, because it managed to be, you know, funny and stuff, but also very personal and poignant and had some interesting things to say, some fun characters um, and some cool cameos. I think it's everything that you would want from a DC show about a character that you otherwise don't care about on any level. Um, James Gunn really took peacemaker and made him his own thing separate from whatever peacemaker would be like in the comics um and i think that's kind of cool so yeah this was a great ride what do you think of the opening credits did you watch you, you hated watched it them every- hated what? it oh I, I, I can't stand it i skipped it every time you I had yeah. to watch it every time it was so no good. not every time maybe the first time no, 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 I get every it. time and then i would do the dance you didn't do the damn dance in the in the privacy of my home my own home who knows Okay, I challenge you to record <laughs> that and put that out there. No, it's it's in the privacy of my own home for a reason. It's just for me. In his underwear. All right. Tidy whities. Uh, Sean, another another comic book uh, property, but this one a little different with uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, another one that. Uh, I mean, I was pretty sure I would like Miss Marvel, but the degree to which I couldn't have said. Uh, I think I put, I think I picked Moon Knight on my like book I would or show I would love the most, um, and I was completely wrong because I hated that. Miss <laughs> Marvel was um, really just uh, a breath of fresh air in the sense that none of the Marvel content is really focused on young people at all, and you know it was nice to see that. Um, we got Spider Man, but. Um, this felt almost more youthful than Spider-Man for some reason, especially when you know that everyone, every one of those actors is like, you know, 20 something Miss Marvel really felt like it was young people, um, acting young people portraying themselves and speaking about themselves. And I really loved that. It was a lot of fun. I love the family dynamic. Kamala Khan's a great character. She always has been. And they really, really translated everything that makes her world, uh, compelling from the comics, to a show. So hats off. Uh, this was phenomenal. I can't wait to see her in the Marvels. Hmm. Yeah. And like outside of the power set, which everyone complained about, it's fine, guys. Just watch it. Um, it's very comics accurate and like true, yeah. to the, true to the book. Even the costume. The, the, yeah. the power set thing, though, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Even after um, watching it? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. 
Not in power. I, I, I think uh, uh, long, stretchy flesh is gross, so I was okay with not seeing that. Yeah. Uh, and then you also had the final season of Better Call Saul. Oh, man. You talk about a spinoff that really was based on nothing. Like, it was just, hey, Saul's fun. Yeah. Let's do a show. Based on charisma. And, yeah. Sorry? Just based on Odenkirk's charisma, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they made it into something that's arguably as special and as interesting as what it spun out of. Um, Breaking Bad's great, but Better Call Saul um, focuses on the smaller characters from the wider Breaking Bad universe and makes them into people that you care about. Um, Bob Odenkirk's a phenomenal actor, and yeah, he gets front billing, but everybody on this show was fantastic. Um, It's really rare that you get a show that has such great acting from episode to episode and that manages to be smart, funny, heartbreaking, compelling, um, and 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 just make you feel so many things. This was a special show that I'm sad to see end, um, but I'm really glad that it ended so well. It really, really did. And this is the part where I say I never watched Breaking Bad just because I have to get out of my system. Oh, God. I want to watch this, Sean. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Breaking Bad, and I haven't seen it in a few years, so I might do a rewatch and then go into this. I, I, I'm not saying that Better Call Saul is a better show, but if someone said that to me, I would say, uh, yeah, sure, okay. I wouldn't argue that. Mm. Marco, I did watch the first season of Better Call Saul. It is very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's hop over to my stuff. Uh, my first pick is a, is a show called the Rehearsal. It was an HBO uh, original series. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are familiar with the, the comedian Nathan Fielder, uh, he did Nathan for You. It was a Comedy Central show. Um, this is him unhinged. Um, I don't know how to describe the show without without really spoiling it. But um, essentially is uh, Nathan wants to help people um, kind of get through things in their life. Uh, I can give you the, the synopsis of the first episode. There's this guy from New York city who does uh, bar trivia and he has this secret that he's been trying to get off his chest. This is all real people, by the way, Sean. Um, he told his bar trivia partner who like, he kind of has a crush on and stuff uh, that he has a master's. Um, so she would be sending him all of these, uh, you know, job applications for people who are looking for people with masters. But his secret was he never actually had his masters. He lied. Um, and the whole premise of the show is that Nathan recreates the situation in which he would be telling her he doesn't have his masters with actors and a whole set of a recreation of the bar they go to so that this guy can rehearse it over and over again so he's comfortable with finally coming out with that news. Um, and it is bonkers. Like, just the premise of it is nuts. But it's also um, really dark and twisted on how it gets into, like, human ma- manipulation is and then Nathan gets a little too invested in it as like the the guy running things. Um, one of them becomes uh, a person, a woman who um, wants to get into a relationship and have a baby. So they get child actors from babies upwards into uh, like a teenager to have her rehearse being a mother um, for months on end, um, and it is insane, um, and it. It has one of the most horrifying 
finales I've ever seen of a show all year. Um, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. It's funny. It's weird. It's a, offensive in a way. Um, I, it's a high recommend for me. Uh, you know what this reminds me of conceptually is a uh, review. The Andy Daly show? Andy Daly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Sort of. It, Just it's, in more, that, it's more Truman it's, Show, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it reminds me of that in that like if Andy Daly could have gotten like a bigger budget. Yeah. Uh and that but like so review is about this guy going out to try real experiences and then rating them, you know, one to five stars. Um whereas this, you know, sort of takes that to a, a, a different level. Um, this sounds like something I would really enjoy. The, the rehearsal, like what I described to you is like a, a single layer of an onion uh, that yeah. you know, rehearsing this this thing that this guy wants to tell, like a secret. Um, they go about 20 layers deep into the show by the end of it. And then you don't know where Damn. the reality is anymore. Um, and it becomes really fun. Um, Tyler, was that first episode of uh, the dude you talked about? Was that you? No. <laughs> I Because wish. I... I was freaked out. Like he does bar trivia. Like I don't do bar he lives in New York. Listens to tiki music. That wasn't. I didn't even say that, Marco. So. Oh, sorry. Uh, but uh, there is. A, I have been wanting to go to the bar because it is in New York. It's like the Alligator Lounge in, in Brooklyn. Uh, he has like his own table now. They have like the rehearsal table if you go there. So. Whoa. Um, okay. But also on my list was uh, the Rings of Power. Uh, Amazon. Did you like it that much? Uh the rings. Okay, so it's it's complicated. Um, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings guy. Um, yeah, I was reading the Cimmerillion in the fourth grade. Like I'm like big into Tolkien. Um, hearing about this, I'm like, all right, that that doesn't sound great. Uh, I'm not too excited for it. Uh, it's Amazon. I don't know what to expect. And they're like, oh, where it's the most expensive show ever made. I'm like, okay, maybe. Um, by like the third episode, I was sold on it. Um, it is different. Mm -hmm. Um. It's not acted. I mean, you could tell it's a it's a TV show, um, yeah. but the costume design is top notch. Uh, it's pra it's practical effects for all the orcs and all that, which is like, all right, you learn from the Hobbit. Um, I think it's the either the second to last episode or the penultimate episode it might be the most wild roller coaster of a TV show I've seen all year. What was that face, Marco? Shot at it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you said the, the same thing. Second to last and penultimate. I meant third to last and penultimate. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it fucking has, nerds. <laughs> fucking word nerds. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's really good. Um, it does some stuff with the lore that is um, some would say sacrilegious. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it, and I probably won't be seeing another episode of it for another three years because production on it is, takes forever. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I was it was like an everyday we, every week situation for me. Uh, it was like weekly tuning in, which I don't get as often anymore. Um, and then uh, for probably most solid show of the year, Andor. Um, I need to finish it. It um I I'm a big Rogue One guy, so I'm also a big Star Wars guy. So this kind of spoke to me. This is essentially a prequel to uh and uh to Rogue One. It's really the origins of the rebellion, um in TV form format, and it is just the most uh it, it is a war show. It is not really Star Wars as much as like Star Wars capital W A R S. Um, there's torture, 
there's espionage. It feels like a war thing. There's not a lightsaber to be found in this, which is what I love about it. Um, it really gets to like the nitty gritty of the politics and the war part of Star Wars, which honestly, it's my favorite part. And then Diego Luna is fantastic in it. Uh, Stellar Skateboard uh, is in it too. I mean, Selen Skarsgård. Um, he's in it. <laughs> you, good, you good, Sean? Uh, you're just freaking me out. Was that intended or did you? It's like, an in joke. You... Yeah, yeah. If you ever listen to How Did This Get Made, they talk about Stellar Skateboard all the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in Deep Blue Sea. It's, it's a thing. That was a joke for myself because I can't not say Stellan Skarsgård without saying Stellar Skateboard. Um, but yeah, this is a really good one. Even if people with like Star Wars fatigue, like I know Boba Fett wasn't the best. Check this out. Do yourself a favor. It's just really good all the way. Some good Mon Mothma too. Uh, but yeah. You, you sold talk- me. Well, let's talk about some uh, video games with uh, Kale's blo- Pokemon block. Uh, with, uh, uh yeah. Pokemon Violet. You know, <laughs> Pokemon Violet, with as bad a release as it is, I I I have to give it a lot of credit. It's a lot of fun. It truly, yeah, it truly feels like a Pokemon experience, like what it really should be. Um, I spent the first hour walking from like the home village with my starter to the first town just throwing pokeballs and catching mon it was just man it was just fun and it's an open world it's you know it encourages exploration in the same way that you know breath of the wild did um just at a that, lower frame it, you know rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That said, the 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 bugs and the the issues are pretty unforgivable. <laughs> um, it's just like they man, they had gold in their hands and they just let it go. The, the, it's a very solid skeleton on this. It's better yeah. than a skeleton. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the it's the somebody with the screaming musculature of a you know an almost perfectly formed body just walking around screaming like it's it's so close so how does that compare to your other pick kale with uh pokemon legends arceus i struggle with arceus because i think it 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 tried a lot of things uh semi-successfully I think uh, and 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 don't get me wrong I think it's I it's a better game than Pokemon Violet uh but it it's it it does have its own bugs I think it gets caught in its own trappings um I don't know I just didn't have as much fun with it as oh, it seems like everybody else did <laughs> Sorry? This is your best of. And you're like, well, I didn't have that much fun with this one. <laughs> I only played three games. Okay. Well, this is Kale's of list. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, that's not to say I didn't have a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, it 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 is the proto-Pokemon Violet, and you can really feel that. Uh, but I think Arceus got the better end of the stick. 
when maybe they should have diverted more resources into Violet. Or maybe this is what they wanted to do, you know? Uh, but I, I, I think the, the thing with both of these games is it, it feels like more time should have been developed for, for both of them. And what about uh, the other one, uh, which is a late 2021 pick, but Snuck Kale, it in there. Uh, threatened me. So Pokemon now, here. Uh, It was this or Pokemon Black. So uh, the reason this is like the top of my list is because it is actually like a put together, a well put together uh, remake that does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, it, you know, it was fun. It, the sprites look good. You know, the overworld chibi thing is like, you know, whatever you get used to it. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a perfectly run Pokemon game. I can't ask for any more than that on the switch. Well, I don't know how many runs Sean had in his first pick, but, uh, what'd you think of, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge? Yo, this game was fun as fuck. It is. Yeah. Um, this is such a good game. 2020, I was anchored gaming-wise by Streets of Rage 4, which was made by the same company that made this. It is another retro beat-em-up revival game that basically just lets you do everything that those games couldn't because they were made on Sega. You know what I mean? Like it lets you play with so many different characters. April O'Neil is in it and she's awesome. Like you get to play a splinter, Casey Jones. I think it's up to six players. Um, so you and all your friends can play like we could play, you know, um, it's long. So there's tons of levels and bosses and so much content. It's a, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans wet dream. Like, it's everything you could want in a $40 package. I spent, you know, a month on it, and I had an absolutely phenomenal time. You play on a PlayStation, Sean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's also on Xbox Game Pass if you have Xbox. So there you go. Um, good. Pretty to the Switch. Well. Maybe we'll talk. It's, on, it's not the my biggest gripe with this game is that it's not cross uh, cross platform. Oh, cross, yeah, that is can, that is cross brutal. device. Which doesn't make sense in this day and age, but it's whatever. Um, on soundtrack on it is really good. Oh, yeah, Do you know if it's on Steam? Uh, it's on Steam, yeah, yeah. But if you have PC or if you have, game, uh, can you get Game Pass on your uh, Steam Deck? Maybe. I can. Yeah. It's a cheaper route if you're, you know, down the line. Um, yeah. And then you also had Marvel Snap, Sean. What? Oh, sorry. I was ca I was playing a game of Marvel Snap. My bad. Um, <laughs> this is the most addicting game of 2022. Uh, it won Mobile Game of the Year at the Game Awards um, for good reason. It is a very solid game. Like mobile games typically feel like it's as little power put into the game part as possible, and as much resource to the milk you dry part. Yeah, exactly. And this game's monetization is not as bad as I've seen it. Um, it's rough. The, the progression doesn't feel great, but the core gameplay is absolutely phenomenal. It's a very quick 
fast-paced card game that really, you know, it's easy to learn, hard to master type thing. So a person of any kind of skill level can jump in and play. Um, it's very, very fun. If you love Marvel, it's got almost everybody you can think of and then room to add more fun characters down the line. Um, and it's got awesome variants. If you love, you know, you're seeing like, hey, you can get Chibi Wolverine or, you know, Pixelated Green Goblin or actual covers from the comics as cards like Emma Frost uh, from that run from the 2000s. There's so much here. It's very fun. I think there's no reason not to give it a shot. It's a great game. The The craziest card I found in the game is Uncle Ben. Not yet. Not yet uh, actually in the game, but. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it uh, in the, I guess, uh, yes. data mining. But his whole yep. thing is like, uh, you get if he gets destroyed, you get to put Spider Man in that place. Like, <laughs> like that's so stupid. Um, and they're finally fixing my biggest gripe about this is that the artists don't have credit in the variants, but they're fixing it with the next patch. So they're adding yep. that, which is nice. Um, I have a, a Greg Land Domino variant. Which is, oh, yeah. Um, Happy to see Greg Land for once. It was surprising. Um, and Sean, your game of the year, without a doubt, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I I waited a while for this one. Not as long as some others. I played this in 2020 or 2021, whatever it was, um, and or the original. And um, it blew me away. The, the first God of War in this series is a masterpiece, and somehow this game took everything that that one did and did it absolutely better. Um, the story is epic. Uh, if you don't know about God of War, um, basically Kratos is the main character. He's got a son, and it's their journey in the Nine Realms. Uh, it takes place in within Norse mythology, and so it has Thor, it has Odin, it has Loki, Um but none of the characters that you know are presented in the ways that you would be familiar with them. Uh, so an easy one that's not a spoiler at all. Obviously, we all know Thor as the, you know, blonde golden Avenger from Marvel movies and comics. Thor here is actually a fat redhead dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it threw a lot of people off guard, but he's such a badass. Um, Odin is uh, like a mob boss. D presented completely differently than you would expect. Um, it flips all that mythology on its head and it gives you an engrossing world that I spent dozens of hours in over the last two months. Um, I can't get enough. I beat it and I'm sad because I want to play more. It's phenomenal. Um, the story is amazing. It will make you cry, I guarantee you. Um, fathers, be ready to lose it when you play this game. Um, it's such a father and son game. And I learned a lot from it myself about um, vengeance and, you know, righteous killing and why that's not good. Um, it's very much an anti-revenge story, which I love. That type of stuff hits me hard. There's a 10 out of 10 game. It's a 20 out of 10 game. Um, there's If you have the means and access, just play it. Uh, just play friend, it. Friend of the show, Matt Murphy, had to put this down because he had issues with the theme um, that you just talked about. But <laughs> what were the uh, what were his issues with the theme? Oh, you know, father uh, dynamics. Um, oh, uh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I guess I can talk about my game of the year. I, I will get to God of War. It's unlike my like holiday 
thing. But like uh, one of my games I'm going to talk about might be might be putting a damper in that. You and I are going to have to swap because your game of the year. Oh, I, I think it's your you game of swap? the year. You want to swap? You really, Sean? You want to yeah. get back into that? Oh, wait, that's your game of the year? <laughs> no, never no, mind. I'm joking, I'm joking. My game of the year is Elden Ring, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. which if you had told me this a year ago, I would have said you're fucking stupid. Um, I'm not a Dark Souls guy. Like, I'm not a, a Souls-like kind of player. It, they never interested me. I'm like, why would I want to just beat my head against this boss for hours on end? That does you play not World of Warcraft? Like... What the fuck? Sean, cat, I'm, not a, I'm not a mythic raider like you, okay? Like, we get, oh, okay. we, we wipe, like, four times. Like, all right, let's go get something to eat, you know? That's true. Um, yeah. This game was like, it, it seemed like a masochism, the, the, the fantasy game. Like, I wasn't really into it. <laughs> Even the aesthetic, too, was not, it's like this, like, gothic, dark aesthetic. I'm like, all right. I've been to a back of a hot topic. Like I'm fine. Um, oh yeah. But I gave Elden Ring a shot. I, I got suckered into the hype of Elden Ring, and holy shit, this game was fun as hell because it was so antithetical to like what I expect in a game. I expect a quest log. I expect um, a map that shows me where I need to go. Um, this has none of that. Um, you literally have to remember what's going on. You need to remember what the quests are. You need to remember what this thing was supposed to do. There Hell was yeah. no hand-holding in this at all. The, how you know you're in the wrong area is you get killed. You're like, oh, that thing was too strong for me. That's how you know you're in the wrong spot. So you go the other way. Um, there are times where I got teleported to like an area that's like 20 levels above me, and I couldn't get out of there unless I fought my way through. And like, yeah, I was fucking batting my head against the wall. And it was fun, which was wild to me. Um it really lets you kind of play any kind of play style you want. You could be like a caster that runs away and just shoots beams at people. Uh, I went like full on guts from Berserk and I went like two hander giant sword. Um, yes. and that's how I played. And that's how I play anything. That's why I play warrior and, and you know, the next game we'll talk about. Uh, but I loved this game. Uh, yeah, I've sh I might even pick up like demon souls, you know, like I might pick up the next, uh, from software game, which is like a total 180 from what I expected, you know, previously. Uh, my other pick is uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight, a what? total breath. Yeah, I know. Real surprise, Marco. Total breath of fresh air for me. Um, this brought the adventure and the uh, kind of world building and just like sense of mystery back into Warcraft. Uh, it, it, the past couple of years has been so bogged down by its own plot and then the weight of it all that it's just been dreary and not fun. Like, this is like, oh, let's explore a new land and meet new people and learn new things. Like, it's it's kind of happy in a way. It, it feels like like the best part of stuff, like Mists of Pandaria mixed with uh, Lich King, you know, going to Northrend for the first time. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, there's even Tuscar, Sean. Mm. There's a whole Tuscar area um, yeah. that has a boat that goes to Northrend. Like, it's... Oh, wow. Yeah. The um, boat that goes to Northrend. They right? introduced uh, dragon riding, oh, which is a new no, mechanic that... The Lich King. Yeah. previously flying was just like you just you just use your keys and you fly now it's very active like they gamified transport in this which is something that sounds like oh yeah it's a video game why don't you gamify things yeah that makes sense but it's actually in the game and it's fun like when i want to go somewhere i have fun going there now as opposed to before i hold on to the num 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 lock key and i walk away for a minute you know um wait what? Gamifies it. Uh, i'm having like my whole guild is back like we're having fun again, and it's uh, I'm about to raid in like 20 minutes, so um, it's <laughs> it's fun. Uh, and then my other pick was uh, actually one of Cal's picks, the Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I will say two reasons. This is going to be controversial, 
but uh, 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 kind of a very uh, um, boiled down Pokedex is why I like this. It was mm. not this huge, what, we're at 1,000 now, Pokemon? Yeah. It was like yeah. a solid, what, 300 maybe? Yeah. Like high two, 200s. I caught them all. First time in a game I ever did it. Um, and it it encourages you to do it too. Yeah. yeah. The Pokedex is real good. And then the catching mechanics, like the fact that you don't actually have to battle and you could sneak up behind a Pokemon and just throw a ball at it and catch it was like mm-hmm. me living my Ash Catch and Fantasy. Like it, it felt like Pokemon to me. And honestly, like... I know the way these games are developed were like this necessarily was probably developed at the same time Scarlet and Violet was. Like, I'm excited to see what the next game will be because I think it'll take a lot yeah. more from this, especially the yeah. uh, the the catching me- mechanics. So I am excited for the future. Um, but, like, this also had, like, my favorite Pokemon in it. I had Gliscor, I had a Toxicroak, you know. I like poison types. That's my thing. Toxicroak. Uh, you want to you fi- finish out the show with uh, our picks on uh, some Razzlin'? Yeah, why not? Why not? Might as well uh, team up since the other two Jokers don't know a thing about what goes on in the squared circle. Mark already talked about his favorite wrestler. He picked Bad Bunny earlier on. That's true. Bad Bunny, Orange Cassidy. I got one more. The Rock. You mean Black Adam? No more? We'll talk about that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair, Sean. Yes, so um, I, I went with Bianca for a couple of reasons. So, number one, um, Bianca Belair has really been working hard um, to improve her presentation, to improve her in-ring work overall, um, which has been cool to see. She's come a long way. I think she's really talented. And she's also kind of getting bigger as a star in general. Um, And WWE has finally realized what they have, and they're just going in that direction. This has been the year of Bianca Belair in a lot of ways, from her match at uh, WrestleMania with Becky Lynch, which was uh, one of my top, if not my top matches of that particular night. Um, I thought it was just fantastic. Those two women tore the house down. Um, And everything she's been doing since, she's had a pretty solid run, not the best opponents, but what what she's done, the stuff with damage control, the ladder match with Bayley, she's been phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see what 2023 brings for Bianca once we have Charlotte back who she can have stellar matches with. Uh, my favorite part about Bianca is that she makes her own ring gear, like on the flights to places, which is that's like, nuts. Bonkers. Um, and this person's on my list too. Uh, Sammy Zayn. Yo, yes. Uh, the, the honorary Oos himself, Sammy Zayn, the storyline, the bloodline has been the, I mean, no doubt about it. The best thing in wrestling for the last year. Um, you talk about a breath of fresh air right when the bloodline were getting stale, like right when it was like, eh, this needs to end. Sammy gets put in the mix and it's just like, now I don't almost don't want it to end. It's, it's just been so good. And then not only is he the most entertaining wrestler on the roster, he's also one of the best in ring. This is reminding me of Kurt Angle levels of talent. Perk Angle or Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle. Perk Angle, that that was not that wasn't oh. very good. I I mean not good for his health, but like the Not good for his life. Yeah. Oh, no. The wrestling was good. Uh and then you have uh he's not called the big dog anymore. He's called the uh, The Tribal Chief. The Tribal Chief there, Roman Reigns. So I the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, as the number one all around performer in wrestling this year. And I know 
I know if anyone listening to this is a wrestling fan, that's bullshit, whatever. Listen, he's the top talent in the top wrestling promotion, in the top storyline in wrestling. You cannot beat that. Not to me. Roman Reigns is the big dog. He is number one. I'm excited to see him lose at WrestleMania. But uh, for now, I'm really enjoying this story and Roman Reigns. He's he's come such a long yeah. way that he was literally one of my least favorite wrestlers. Yeah. And now in this year, he's my favorite. And he's part time yeah. now, too, which is wild. Like, yep. yeah, less is more. Yeah, I was uh, going to say so him, too, me, Sean, but I'm gonna you, know, start you, you with, took the spot. Uh, Sami Zayn as well. Um, and like even before. So you mentioned the bloodline stuff, which is what's going on currently. Uh, but even before that. His feud with Johnny Knoxville and his jackass match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Marco, they used the giant hand from the jackass sketches in the match. What? And there's a giant mousetrap. Uh, Wee Man is there. It Steve felt like there. a Smash Brothers fight yeah. in, in wrestling. On. Yeah. Like I- items on. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. <laughs> How can, can I watch this? I can find it for you. It's, it's honestly a fantastic match. Huh. Um, so he had a whole feud with Johnny Knoxville and then goes into like this other this other storyline like his year is like wildly different but like so good yeah um, yeah this is good stuff uh i also had my boy gunter on here formerly known as walter hey um, this guy does not put on a bad match um for the uninitiated his whole thing is like the ring is sacred it's a uh, uh it used to be called a ringkampf uh back in the indies but it is uh imperium now is this is his stable um, and he's the ring general. He's like, the ring sacred. We take things seriously here. I will slap the shit out of you. Um, and his Literally. match with Sheamus, possibly match of the year. His match with Ricochet a week ago, fantastic. This guy does not stop putting on good matches. And also, like, this dude got his physique up insanely. Like, I saw this guy wrestling in a church uh, basement, you know, three years, four years ago. Um, and now he's like headlining shows and stuff. It's I I wish you had a picture of what he looked like two years ago for comparison. It's unbelievable. He looked like two of them. Yeah. 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 He's a big dude. He's big, he yeah. was still a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And there's rumors of him going against Lesnar at Mania. Like, oof. And he brought like the IC title is like important again, too. And like the IC title is personally my favorite title. So um, that's a big thing. And on the AEW side for me, uh, I picked Jamie Hayter. As uh, one of my picks, I'm a big hater guy ever since uh, her stuff in stardom. Um, it's skater her, guy. Her um, kind of organic rise to popularity because she hasn't changed her character. She's still kind of a shit heel. Um, but the crowd has just slowly gotten behind her, even though she's kind of an asshole still. Um, but just seeing her organic rise and like the way the crowd just wanted her to win and they pulled the trigger on her at the right time. Um, really nice to see. The crowd wants her to win, like or the, the crowd wants to be behind her because the crowd wants to see her behind. <laughs> Real good words right there. Sean. See her losing? Why would they ever want to see her losing? Uh, so innocent. So innocent. Hmm? Um, she's good. She's good. This is why Marco would like wrestling, too. Um, and also, like, the, the stuff with Tony Storm was great. I mean, the whole fact that it was an interim title, uh, I have other issues with that. But Jamie Hayter... I'm a fan. So those are wrestlers. And honestly, that's 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 our show. That's our year. Kale, who's yeah. your favorite wrestler? Nacho. Callback. Nacho callback. Good job. 
<laughs> Not your old callback, mine. Sure. So that is our list for end of year in media. Um, but we still have more end of the year stuff to do uh, when it comes to the main show. Which, of course, if you're here, you probably know this, but you can listen to that uh, live every single Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and, and uh, Twitch. Um, we are going to be talking about our favorite comics and, you know, comic book movies and all that good stuff. We're also going to be talking about what we're looking forward to uh, next year. So we've got a lot of end of year, beginning of the year stuff still to come. Um, but I want to say thank you. Uh, and you guys listening make our end of year list uh, as our favorite people, because if you are a member of the Patreon and you have been, that means that you have been supporting us and you've been a huge part of what has been the largest growth we've ever had this past year. Um, however, you came to us. We appreciate you so much. If you're not a member and you're listening to this for free, thank you. Because that means that you are in some way a supporter of ours. You like what we do and you're looking for more. So we thank you so much for that. And we wanted to give this to you guys as a little bit of a gift so that you can hear what we're into um, and a little bit of the flair of palling around. Now, I must say, this is a pretty tame episode of palling around <laughs> compared to what we normally do. Yeah. So if you like us and you like what you hear, I think that any other episode of palling around it's a different look at, at, at what we are and, and what we do. Um, so, you know, if you like this, go ahead and check out our website, our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash the comics pals, where you can find not only more episodes of this show, but a lot of other cool stuff. We've got a newsletter on there. You can vote in our book clubs every single month. Um, there's so much stuff there that we want you guys to see, you know, um, we are doing it for you guys. Uh, and, you know, as much as it's cool to actually get some kickback out of it, um, you know, we enjoy your reactions to what we do. We enjoy the fact that we can be a part of your day. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. On behalf of the rest of the guys, I am Sean saying happy uh, holidays, happy new year, and we will see you guys next time.